to the mystical realm of things that make you go woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars, an evolutionary astrologer, psychic medium, an insightful 6-4 projector who specializes in channeling cosmic messages that will unlock the boundless potential within you. When I'm not working with my amazing clients, I'm on a quest to unravel the sacred mysteries and ancient origins of the woo. Join me as we explore the rich tapestry of history, unfolding current events, captivating interviews, and sacred wisdom in the monthly energy reports. Brace yourself because this podcast is all about making you go woo too. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another joint episode. I am Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. And I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. We are so excited to be back. It is, drum roll, insert, (laughs) our one year joint anniversary. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's been a year. It feels like the time has just flown by, but it's been so fun. I agree. I was, <laughs> we were laughing before we started recording that these movies we picked feel strangely familiar. <laughs> and then we were like, oh yes, we've done this before. So it's fun to have watched us grow and, and embracing how the astrology and the tarot can be so beautiful together in their messages. That was a weird way to say, thank you for being here. <laughs> I actually agree. I was just talking to someone about how Being able to see how the energies line up between the two and how like energy is energy and it's going to come through whatever modality you are using. And I think it's really empowered me in tarot. And it's also helped me learn so much about astrology because I understand the energy that's coming through sometimes and I just don't know where it's coming from. So having you be able to say, actually, that's from this transit or like this planet. I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. I'm learning. I feel the same way about tarot. I'm starting to speak the language. I know the difference between cups and wands and coins, the thing. So I'm getting there, getting there. It's fun. Imagine another year where we'll be. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, okay. So let's, let's do a little recap, a little rehash of cancer season. How are you doing? How are you surviving? I'm doing okay. I feel like I the last few months, every time we ask each other, we're both like terrible, couldn't be worse. But this time I'm kind of like, kind of almost like in a neutral place right now where like there was some rough periods, but it was more rough in the way where I was just resting a lot and feeling really tired and just feeling like energy was happening around me, but I was just sort of in a cocoon. So I think that could be worse. And being a Cancer Moon person, I feel like I just sort of embraced it and let myself cocoon, which is rare. Normally the Capricorn part of me is like, no, we will work. But I think, yeah, I'm kind of in a neutral place. I haven't been jazzed about the energy. I feel like there's been more movement the last couple of weeks, but I, overall, I think cancer season has been actually strangely neutral for me. I completely agree. And the word that has actually come out of my mouth in conversation was hope. I I had a moment of like, oh my God, it's back. I think hope is back for me. Cancer season. I agree. It was very cocooned. I did have days that were emotional, but I think also anticipating that and giving myself the time and space when it did come up helped. I think in the past, I've let cancer kind of slap me upside the head when it gets here. (laughs) And that was a harder, but this time it, I agree. It flowed. I feel like things were happening around me and I was like the calm eye of the storm a little bit. Maybe that's the earth energy. And I've also had like movement and things that feel really good and hope. I'll just leave it with hope. Yeah. And I think because hope came up in the last episode, it was kind of at the beginning. I wasn't feeling it yet, but (laughs) It came up and I have had a couple episodes. My last one that I just released was on envisioning your dream life and coming from me. I feel like it's, if I'm feeling it, it's got to be coming because I'm so Capricorn, so skeptical, but I do agree with you. I think I've been saying it with confidence as opposed to our usual 
think of it in the past year how many times you and I have said cautiously optimistic <laughs> I think we should have like a counter and like a drinking game for people re-listening to the podcast because I think we've said that every month but this time I was th- I've been thinking I actually just feel optimistic I know there's always going to be challenges I think we've learned that over the past year but I actually feel like it's just like I'm getting this hit feeling that I get of like confirmation where it's like just moving into positive movement. Any changes from here on out are genuinely bringing change that we want to see. I think before it's like we keep saying that and then we're like, I feel like I'm still in the mud. But I actually do agree with you that hope has come a lot more easily in the last couple of weeks. Well, and it's interesting, our major shifts this year, right? We've got Pluto, Saturn, and then we've also got the nodes that have all moved into signs that in some way are more introspective and less about our circumstances out of our control, right? Taurus and Scorpio is so much about finances and food and the things we need, but feel out of our control. Mm -hmm. And now we're moving more into right with the Aries and Libra, but also with Pisces and some of these other things. These are internal changes that we're making because they feel good to us. And so it's more of us being the catalyst for change instead of reacting to what's coming at us left and right. So I'm hopeful, cautiously optimistic, everybody take a shot, that (laughs) we are starting to see a, a new direction coming forward with this. 100%. And I think as much as I cringe a little bit every time I say manifestation, because there's so many different interpretations of that now. I just feel like this internal energy with Aries being a fire sign, a cardinal sign. I mean, I also have a lot of cardinal sign energy being like double Capricorn, Cancer Moon. But I just feel like you're right. I think a lot of the internal changes we're making, like we are taking back our power to make changes in our lives. And I don't think, I think the reason we've been cautiously optimistic for the last year is that like we don't have control over a lot of those other things. And as much as we can have the best intentions and make take actions that are actually in the right direction, it doesn't mean that the reality is going to show up. Like the reward and the uh, manifestation is going to show up the way that we're working towards. Whereas now it just does feel like, okay, if I make this action and I take these steps, something will happen. I completely agree. It's it's juicy. Okay. So saying all of that, I had this amazing sound healing session with um, a gal who's here local. And afterwards I had the most incredible download. I got my entire class um, outline for this is going to be intuitive foundational astrology. It's a six week course. And I am so excited. It's going to start in September. This is the first time it's going to be sort of the beta launch of it, but I am going to help anyone who is interested in astrology or has had it come up in readings and wants to feel more comfortable with understanding it and being able to tap into your intuitive aspects of astrology and not feel like you have to just memorize words and phrases and things that don't resonate. So this course is going to start in September. Uh, Registration opens, uh, let's see, August 1st, and there are only 10 spots available. So if you're interested and you're a member of the third eye, you get first dibs and a hundred dollars off, which is amazing deal. And if there's any spots left over, those will absolutely go to anyone who has any interest. So message me, find me on Instagram. There's also um, a link on my website um, if you're interested. So yeah, that was super exciting for me. I've just every day been getting more and more excited. I think it's going to be a very transformational course for a lot of people who are interested in getting more comfortable with astrology. That is so exciting. And I love that you got like a download. I remember that was kind of the turning point in the energy for you. And I think we had ours around the same time. We were like, I was kind of like, how are you feeling? Cause I actually feel good. I don't know if this is good. (laughs) And then you were like, I just got a download. And I think that's beautiful because I think the way you talk about astrology is very intuitive. And I know whenever I'm asking you several questions about my chart, you're always like, pointing out that the things I'm picking up on are because they're relevant right now. And I might not have noticed them before. So I'm excited. I think that's going to be such a great program for anyone who just wants to actually feel confident in astrology. So definitely snag one of those spots. If you can get into the third eye library, get in early. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Other than that, we are wrapping up the 
last of the monthly deep dives into each sign. So Leo will be coming up next week on um, July 25th. That's at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you are a member of the Third Eye Library, you get in for free. And if you are not, there's a, a nominal fee, but you can always uh, change your mind and hop into the library and get in. So that's be super fun. It'll be the last in the series of all 12 which has been quite an undertaking over the last year, but we've had a great time. They have been so fun. And again, just the way you you teach and like providing so much context, I feel like, yeah, if you can get it on this Leo one, I think you'll want to do all of the rest of them if you haven't already. <laughs> Thank you. Other than that, I have opened up some mentorship positions for astrology, for intuitive work. And then we've got a few more Akashic um, and astrology readings posting into August. Now I've got some openings. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Yeah. How about you? So much going on. Um, I have actually a few things happening. I have my newsletter coming out today, I guess, or on the 25th, whenever we put out this episode, it's on the 25th, as per usual, the first Tuesday of the season. And then to go along with that the following Thursday August 3rd is the monthly remote recharge this one will be of course for Leo season and that's at 7 p.m eastern so this is again it's just completely remote you don't need to get on zoom or anything you just hang out in your own space receive the energy and then a few hours later once I've recovered and gotten all the information together you'll receive a full summary of all of the crystals all of the energies and any of the messages and stories that come through um, I'm really excited for this month. I just, I've already actually have most of my newsletter done, which is very early, which as Emily knows is very rare. So the fact that I felt so called to share stuff already, I'm really excited for what's going to come up in the recharge because that's usually an indication for me. Um, and then I also this week on Thursday, the 26th have a group recharge and development circle that's going to be super fun. It's the Wednesday evening and it's going to be one of the first few because we actually I skipped a couple of the last ones because the energy was just so intense, but it's really fun. We all sit in circle. I do the 30 minute healing session. Everyone gets to share what they experience. There's always crossover, always synchronicities that come up. And then at the end, I share what I got because I like to make sure everyone has a chance to feel validated in what they experienced before I share my stuff, but they've been really fun so far and I'm really excited to get back onto those. And then I'll be adding in some dates for August as well. And then I also, to go along with my episode I did last week on dream life manifestation, I had this download when I was sitting in bed the other day to do mini dream life readings with cards. So I'm really excited for those. I think they're going to be super fun. They're 44 Canadian, so chump change in American, but they are going to be done either as an audio or video recording. So you'll just receive it in your inbox and you'll get to review it as many times as you want. But I just had this vision for being able to tap into where you are now, um, how you might get to that vision and anything that you might be limiting yourself with in order to get there. And it just felt really powerful when it came through. Um, and then I have some spots open for July and August for any of my other sessions, whether it's readings or individual healing sessions. So yeah, we both have a lot going on. It sounds like for Leo season, look at us existing in the world again. I do feel like there is a excitement that's coming with Leo season. Cause we were set to record today for like three weeks. We've had this date picked and I showed up on Monday ready to go and was like, where are you? Because I think we have both been like amped. We've been jazzed yeah. by the energy that's coming. That's how I feel. I feel really excited about it. And it there's yeah. some things that make it a little wonky, but yeah, I'm also feeling optimistic. Yeah, me too. I jumped out of my seat thinking that I had to send Emily the recording when we hadn't even recorded yet. I was like, we haven't even recorded. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I can totally attest to the magnificence of your um, energy recharge, your seasonal recharges. So if anybody has yet to experience one, please do yourself a favor and book one because they are magic. They're just, yeah. One of my, I look forward to it every single month. Thank you so much. I love doing them. 
Yay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Leo coming in hot that we can sort of feel happening. So Leo season, right? Starts on the 23rd, lasts until the 22nd of August. And I always feel Leo gets a bad rap. It's one of those signs that comes in with a lot of preconceived notions about being drama, that they need to be the center of attention, that they need all eyes on them, that, you know, they're, they're ready to be the center of the show. And there's a lot of reasons why that can sometimes be misconstrued when you get to the heart of what the energy really is. And Leo is a lot of heart. It's really recognizing that you have the power within you to make the decisions to make yourself happy. It's the first time as we're traveling through the story of the Zodiac that we really stop and say, but what do I want? And I think the fact that it comes at the point in the summer where we have planted everything we can plant, there's no time for anything else to seed and start. We can't yet harvest what we've planted. We're sort of in this holy waiting area. And what happens with that is we sometimes have a little free time and it's what do we do with our free time? We want to do something that feels really good. Well, it might feel completely different. What my soul calls to me is completely different than what someone else's is. And we have to honor that with one one another. So if someone is really just jumping out of their skin, living in true alignment to what lights them up, they can sometimes be a lot. It's it's like a bright shining star coming at you with full energy. And you're like, I haven't had my second cup of coffee yet. Slow your roll. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's sometimes where Leo gets a little misconstrued. The other thing about it, when we look at the history of Leo, we were such a goddess centered um, societies for so long that cats were always associated with goddesses and females. And then all of a sudden we get to Greece and we have Hercules and all of these heroes that are wrestling the lion. They're taming the lion, taming the feminine energy and making it submit in some way. And while we need heroes that can tame that energy and that fierceness, it can also get um, a little too egotistical. We can run away with some of that energy And what happens in a misaligned Leo, right? If we think of this as like masculine king-like energy, if we have a ruler that is out of alignment, they are going to lead from a place that is all about them and not what's good for the group. It it gets a little egotistical and wonky. So that's where a Leo misalignment might step into that light and just bulldoze through situations without having a little finesse. You can still tame that fire and make it work and you don't have to let it run away. So as you go into Leo season, I always think it's that last spark of summer where we don't yet have to shop for school supplies, although some of us might have to, (laughs) but we are enjoying the last little bits of freedom that we have, thinking about where we are in the year, what we might want to shift or adjust. And there's an excitement, right? That fire energy brings in a spark that leaves us feeling excited again. So personally, I love a good fire season. I think it, it, creates this energy around wanting us to sink into what lights us up individually. And if anything, we're going to learn in the next 18 months with North node Aries, South node Libra, (laughs) find your spark and follow it. So that's my, my riff for Leo season. There's so much in that. And I love that you're addressing the fact that it gets a bad reputation And I think that's totally true. And I think because I know a few people that have Leo placements that don't come across that way at all. Um, Like my brother has a Leo moon and my mom is a Leo rising, which we never would have guessed, but she, you do see fun childlike essence in both of them. They both like when you're playing a game and you look over and you see someone just giddy with excitement over like a game, it's, it, it really does make everyone else feel that energy. It's contagious. And I think that's the fun part of Leo that not everyone sees. And I think if instead of seeing it as threatening, if it, you just see it as inspiration to, like you said, find your own spark, find what gives you that energy. I think that's how we can all kind of 
experience that energy in a different way. I don't have anything in Leo personally, but it doesn't mean I can't experience it and I can't have fun and like enjoy it. So I love that you talked about that element of how it's only when it's in, not in alignment, but an aligned Leo is the life of the party. That part is always true. <laughs> Absolutely. The giddiness, the love of board games, having fun, cutting loose, long summer nights where you don't have anywhere to be and you can just be silly and remember, yeah, that internal spark that is the essence of all of us. So yeah, I think I'm excited for Leo this year. We'll see what it brings us. So I'm so curious, what cards did you get for the first week of Leo season? I'm excited for Leo season two. And I have to say, before I start talking, every season for the last while, I've been like, kind of giving a disclaimer, like there's some scary energy here. But I actually feel like the worst energy here is just us being cloudy, and a little bit confused. So just to say that before anyone gets scared, because every time I start talking, I feel like people are like, Oh, God, what's coming. But the first card, so for the first week, which we are doing the 23rd to the 29th, is the Ace of Swords. And this is like a breakthrough. It's like a mental breakthrough. It's brand new start in like a new fresh energy. So even though it's not a fire sort of energy, it's something that's going to help us move forward. It's kind of bringing clarity to anything that we were not sure about and anything that's been holding us back. And I think with this, it's also showing us our next steps in a way, because I feel like it might almost be overwhelming because we've had such a stagnation for a while where we might get too many downloads and too many options. But I think of all the problems to have at this point, we need to just like take that and move forward with it. Um, But what I'm seeing is that it is like a cloud lifting. It'll reveal some new choices. It'll reveal where maybe we missed something or something that we just didn't see at all that seems obvious to everyone around you. It might be also through conversation that this comes up is what I'm seeing, where I know this happens all the time with Emily and I, where I'll be talking about something where I'm so sure and she'll be like, didn't you see this is obvious this? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I didn't look at it that way. So it does help sometimes if you have so many things and you're overwhelmed, just talk it out. I'm a verbal processor. That's why you hear me say things 10 times on my podcast before I do them, because I need to say it out loud and hear myself say it enough times to be like, I need to just do this. So I feel a lot of that energy coming up. But what I'm really feeling at the core of this is that spirit communication and signs and that sort of like magical clarity. I don't know why that phrase keeps coming up, but it's almost like where you're like, it couldn't be more clear. And I have ignored this and been like, I need a sign your sign for the last while. But I feel like we're getting to the point where it's going to be like, so easy that you're like, it's impossible. I couldn't have possibly asked for a sign, saw it two seconds later. And I can't ignore that. That wasn't a coincidence. And so being able to just have your own internal confidence, but seeing it matched outwardly with like this sort of like spirit confirmation as well. I think it's going to also give us the confidence to speak our truth as it comes up. So these breakthroughs that we're having, things that we know need to be communicated, seeing the signs that we're on the right path is going to really empower us to have conversations, to share stuff, to put ourselves out there. And that sort of leads into that Leo energy. So it's like this internal cancer energy coming external where it's like all of this time we've spent in our little cocoons. Now, all of a sudden, we're like finding this clarity and we're like, okay, I'm ready to be seen. I'm ready to put myself out there. I'm really sure in the direction I'm going. Oh, it's good. I want to kind of set up a caveat before I dive in, because in last month's recording, we talked about how on the very last day of cancer, um, Venus is going to go retrograde. So on the 22nd, Venus goes retrograde in Leo, and this is six weeks. This is going to last until September 3rd with a shadow period lasting until in the beginning of October. And so this is where, right. Love and beauty and harmony is going to be driven from that internal place. So think about that energy while then all of a sudden the sun slides right out on the catwalk into Leo. And this four week show is going to have us really getting fired up about our passions and helping us to feel bold and confident and ready to get creative. 
So when the summer heat hits and you find yourself at the loss of what to do, spend some time reconnecting, right? Go internal, revise, revisit that childhood version of yourself and just go hunt for bugs, blow some bubbles, <laughs> take the day off and hang out by the pool. It doesn't matter what you do to get in touch with that, but when you're in your creative flow, right? the vibes are going to naturally run high and that divine spark is going to have rain to just pour down on you, right? It's going to have rain to come in. Now we also have on the 23rd wounded healer Chiron slipping into its annual retrogrades. We've got back to back two days in a row. Um, Chiron is going to, it does this every year, so don't panic, <laughs> but it's going to back up through self-aware Aries until December 27th. So while it was traversing this, um, placement in Aries, this is 2018 to 2027 Chiron, the wounded healer comet is teaching us all lessons in self-empowerment and the constructive use of anger. So this retrograde window is going to provide an important window for introspection and how you've sat with that. Again, it'll come up again next year. So you, you've already gone through this once, um, but just an opportunity to kind of look inside and see how things are working. Also on the 23rd, if you've been talking a big game, but not following through today's Mercury Uranus sort of conflict could deliver a lesson that forces you to recalibrate, simplify simplify scale and take in the small wins that will help get you over the finish line. On July 25th, we have the first quarter moon in Scorpio, which is going to help us to discern what's appropriate to share and maybe what's better to keep under wraps. <laughs> if you've locked down um, and you're feeling like things are just, you're getting frustrated but you maybe sometimes unload too much information or share too much. You might feel overwhelmed. This is a point in the midweek where cancer's new moon and the next week's friendly Aquarius full moon are going to find a way to kind of be approachable. So maybe you can learn to let people earn your trust a little bit next week. You can cut them out if they're not working, but give them a break, give them a chance. If, if it's an alignment, July 27th, this is an overthinking alert. Mental Mercury is going to combine forces with retrograde Venus, right? This is going to escalate some drama. It's one thing to be intuitive and read the tea leaves, but if you aren't getting the response you need and desire, then you might be reading more into the situation than what's actually there. So don't overthink it. July 28th, again, Mental Mercury is going to kick off an extended visit in its home sign of efficient and analytical Virgo. <laughs> so bring order to chaos, right? By organizing, tracking, budgeting, all these things that Virgo loves. With this communication planet, right, of Mercury comfortable in its home sign, you can successfully start and sustain new habits, edit, bring perfection on projects, and get ahead. Mercury retrograde is coming. So get it right the first time or be prepared to fix it when it comes up again later. And then one last little bit here um, to tie out the end of the month, we have it actually kind of quiet. We have more quiet days coming in Leo season than we've had in a while. And so through the end of the month, it's going to be sort of this peaceful harmony as we build to the full moon in Aquarius and really just kind of traverse these outer retrograde planets that are forcing us inward. Ooh, that does definitely feel aligned with that ace of swords. And then what's coming up in the next week, which is July 30th to August 5th is the seven of cups. So this energy feels like this is where it's kind of like that back and forth between the like forward movement and then a little bit of confusion. So this week is all about having a lot of choices and maybe not knowing where to go next. So maybe you've gotten all of this stuff that's come through of like all the things that you're excited about now, all of the things that you had breakthroughs around, but you're really just not sure where to go next. Um, but this is kind of also letting us know that this like overwhelm and confusion is at least giving us what the options are. And then all we have to do is really like intuitively tune into each of them. And if you don't know which to choose, the phrase that keeps coming up is like, when in doubt, choose joy. And I think that's 
such a Leo thing. It made me smile when it came through. But I think at this point, we've gone through so much in the few last few years that like, if you have the choice between four things, and only one of them feels exciting, choose that thing, because at least you're not going to regret trying it. You might regret if you choose the boring thing that you've always chosen. But you're not going to regret having a bit of fun and maybe having to pivot later. Unless it's something that obviously impacts a lot of other people, as we will caveat any choice you make. <laughs> but I think if it's a matter of just like what lights you up, letting that be the thing that moves you forward, that is the way to go. Because what I also have here is that like, there's no right choice. Anything that we choose, there's always unknowns. We're never going to know that it's going to work out. Even the most boring choice might not work out for you. So why would you choose it if you know you don't want to do that? Um, but yeah, I feel like having one less unknown is the worst case scenario in this point and leaning into that Leo energy of like leading with your heart and not getting wrapped up in all of the confusion is sort of what's coming up for this week. And I just feel like it's a bit of, it's a bit of kind of backstepping into the energy we've been feeling for the last few months of that, like not trusting it fully and not trusting in the hope, but it's this push to be like, yes, just choose the thing that lights you up the most and you can't go wrong. So the 30th and 31st kind of still quiet. Um, but on August 1st, we have that full moon in Aquarius and it's going to be highlighting the 1st of August because you'll be feeling the nudge to collaborate in order for your voice to be heard. As you release any old patterns of sort of going the solo road, right? You'll be re-examining the relationships that make you feel seen and heard and those that leave you in an echo chamber. Mercury will be in extreme tension with Saturn today, which sends up sort of this stubbornness alert. Don't let yourself spiral into analysis paralysis. Some rules are made to be broken, but if you color too far outside the lines, right? You can lose sight of what the original idea actually was. August 3rd, we have the final day that we have been experiencing through about mid-July. This is the Pluto in conflict or in square with the North Node. So looking back to the 17th of July, this potent signature event of 2023 has challenged us to look at where we're still holding on to attachments and patterns that are no longer serving us. As Andrea said, choose joy. What karma have you also released for yourself in making these decisions? So be gentle on yourself and yeah, go, go for joy. I think go for joy should just be now our new phrase going forward. <laughs> when in doubt, choose joy. Um, so for week three, which is August 6th to 12th, it, I actually pulled the Empress number three. And I love this because I feel like this is where we're really leaning into this one thing that we want to make a reality. There's so much support for creative energy, abundance, connection, all of these things. And the phrase that comes up with this card, especially in this deck, when I pull it up, is always like our dreams being grounded into reality. And so now that we've made a choice, we're a bit clearer on it. We maybe have made some connections. We have some support for it. Now it's just a matter of actually moving forward with it and trusting that you're going to have a positive outcome. You made a choice because you felt this was something good. And so you can lean into that. Don't doubt it. Just accept that you have this nurturing, creative energy pushing you forward into whatever you're doing. Another thing that comes up with the Empress is the fact that she is so nurturing and full of unconditional love. So this can really be comforting if you are questioning whether you, you should be doing something or if you're wondering if you're good enough or if what you're doing is worthwhile, this can be really supportive. And so remembering that there's also a focus on the body with um, the Empress, remember to have self care and take breaks and make sure that you're not doing what I do and spending 14 hours on something without getting up to go pee or eat. Don't do that. That's not going to help you. So this is sort of that reminder to like, make sure that you are seeing things in their wholeness. So making sure you're taking care of yourself, you're still connecting with people, 
but that you are devoting a lot of time into these things that light you up. Again, leaning into joy. And then the other little note that came up with this was to keep following the things that you want to say yes to and that you're excited about because that will actually create a flow where you'll just keep receiving these things because you're saying yes to them. It's almost like a chain reaction that I'm seeing where the more you just keep creating, the more the energy is going to want you to keep creating. And as long as you keep doing that and leaning into the joy and the gratitude and the connection, you'll pretty much be unstoppable is what I'm feeling. Well, this is super interesting because the energy that's coming in this week will have you needing to take the time, right. To go internal and find what truly aligns to you so that you don't let the outside forces sort of tangle with you. So on August 6th, right. Egos could kind of run amok. The sun will be in this conflict. Uh, it's a square with Jupiter causing people to inflate their own sense of importance So what we need to do is listen to our own internal spotlight, but with Jupiter expanding everything that it's near, there might be a feeling that everyone knows best, but no one's healing. That is some of that Empress energy. It can get a little self-inflated, but if you are truly following your spark and your joy, I think you're going to be okay. On August 8th, we have the last quarter moon in Taurus, and this is going to bring back some of that beautiful grounding energy to help reset your priorities clean up the clutter, cutting back where needed. All of these things can have you reorganizing where your time, money, and energy is really best spent. Release what no longer serves you and make space for new, more aligned energy to flow in. August 9th, Venus in retrograde is going to be making a conflicting square with Uranus today, blurring the boundaries between personal space and relationships. The frustration you could feel from this, right? It might block you from making changes you crave. Adjusting your expectations isn't compromising. If you recognize that perception is nine tenths of your reality, Mercury and Jupiter are two of the most impulsive planets. And today they form their first of three trines in 2023. A trine is a beautiful sort of harmonious energy where they flow really well together. And these are going to both be in earth signs. This awesome energy can have you approaching old patterns from a fresh angle, embrace optimism and communicate with hope and (laughs) self-belief. And then on August 12th, the sun is going to make a really beautiful and comfortable trine with Chiron, making for a deeply healing day. This is a great opportunity to schedule in some self-care or work with a healer to maybe see beyond your current challenges to the silver lining. Venus in retrograde is going to add to this, having you re-examine how you may have sidestepped a healing lesson. This is really a relatively good weekend. So don't be afraid to go out and spend time with friends and family. Oh, I love that. I can definitely feel where there's that like Venus and Jupiter energy interacting with that like Empress energy. So that makes a lot of sense. The so August 13th to 19th, I have the four of cups. So this has similar energy to the seven of cups for me. So this is where like every month uh, for the last few months, we've gone back and forth in the energy and the tarot cards. And I feel like that's just life. But what this one is feeling like is it's a little bit lighter than the seven. It's not as overwhelming. It's more of like a frustration or like a plateau. It's like we hate to be on a plateau where things are like fine, but they're not good. And we need we it's like we're craving change. So we may be flowing along with this empress energy. But It's a bit of like boredom, but what this card is asking us to do is to lean into gratitude for the things that we have. Like being present has come up in a lot of the energy in the last while, being in the here and now and appreciating where we are. And remembering if we look back a year ago, like where you were compared to now and allowing that to sort of fill you up a little bit more because in the imagery for this card, a lot of times there's three cups that we can see they're kind of empty or spilling out, but there's one behind us and this like bright magical energy coming from it that we're just not seeing because we're so focused on where we are. And I feel like this happens to me a lot. I'm a generator in human design and plateau is sort of where we get frustration. And then we need to something to respond to, to feel excited about. So 
really, if you're in that energy, whether you're a generator or not, like kind of look around you and see like what it is that is inspiring you to tap back into that spark, because maybe it's very obvious and we're just not seeing it. Um, but sometimes our emotions can overshadow opportunities. So if you're letting yourself get into that like pity party too much, you might actually not be out communicating with people or out seeing what's happening that you could be responding to that could be inspiring you or opportunities to collaborate. Any of those things you could be missing because there's like all of this magic that's just waiting for you to see it and to respond. And then something else that's sort of coming up with this is going back to that Empress energy remembering that you have something you're creating and I this has been coming up a lot same with the way the same way that hope came up last time manifesting your dream life the dream life idea has been coming up with this a lot so if you're not happy where you are now and you're not quite seeing something you you're excited to respond to yet create that in your mind if you can start envisioning what would light you up what would make you excited in your day-to-day and then shift into that energy of like abundance of like what you already have more than enough of and sort of imagining that you could have that in different ways. And then I feel like because it's a four card, that is usually something to do with foundations and stability. So just appreciate the fact that you're in a stable place. If you're so stable that you're bored and you're looking for chaos, it's not the worst place in the world to be. So try to just look for the good and then that will bring more of it to you and you'll start to see that empress creativity come back this really aligns perfectly as they always do so on august 13th we have the sun and venus right so the sun is fine it's in leo but the venus is in retrograde they're both in leo and they're going to be amplified in this conjunction which is what happens when they occupy the same space in the sky they they bring out this amplification of each other so the strengthening energy will turn our focus toward love money beauty and all the things that make life feel good but with retrograde venus remember this can be an internal assessment of things that you've already experienced so keep an open mind and journal these things out like andrea was saying if you find yourself sort of spiraling or sinking into low points if you can journal it out let those emotions flow and don't forget to treat yourself like go out with some friends have some fun On August 14th, we have another dose of healing today, pouring down from Venus, where it's going to be making that comfortable trine with Chiron. So this is a beautiful day that can have you releasing fears that might be weighing down your heart and maybe opening up the doors to gratitude and blessings. Recognizing the work that's been done already lets you rest your head just a little bit easier. On August 15th, Egos and temper tantrums. Oh my, the sun and Uranus are going to face off in a contentious square today. So with the sun in the fixed sign of Leo and Uranus in the fixed sign of Taurus, no one is going to be willing to budge. People may be quick to snap. So if you find yourself walking on eggshells, it's better to call for a timeout than to push forward into dangerous waters. On August 16th, we have a new moon in Leo this morning that's going to help soften some of that tension from yesterday. This can bring about a fresh start to your creative endeavors wherever you may be stopped sharing your ideas. Generate some fun for yourself, even if you're busy. It's been proven that productivity soars when you take a break and let your mind enjoy some downtime. You'll most likely be feeling the push to get out of your comfort zone anyway, as Mars and Uranus form this two-day comfortable trine with one another. So for these two days, you'll have a quick mind ready to follow up with quick action. I love how much that aligned because that was one of the cards that I pulled and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but now it makes a lot of sense. And then... For the fifth week, the final week, it's only a few days, but it's August 20th to the 22nd. And for this, we got another four card, but we got the four of pentacles, which is definitely a more grounded energy in terms of the four. And it is leaning into the actual stability and security that you have in your material and financial world. So while you might have been doing some spiraling the week before, you may have come to some 
realizations around what you actually do have. And by looking at your budget, looking at what you have in your life, looking at the opportunities that are around you, you may have come to a point of realization that you actually do have more than enough and that you don't need to lean into the scarcity so much because that's kind of the shadow of the four of pentacles is that you never feel like you have enough or you always feel like you should have more, you should be in a different place than you are. And I think that's really easy to happen if you have like a slippery slope where you start to go in that direction, you can keep going sometimes. But this actually, I feel like really aligns with Venus retrograde and the idea of reassessing things, because often the other piece of the four of pentacles to me feels like Virgo energy more so than the other earth signs where it's very much like looking over your budget, making sure you do have enough. And that will actually have the effect of instead of spiraling, it's like when you address the thing and you see it and you face it and you look at it, you're like, okay, I do have enough. It's like when you're panicking about what, whether you'll have enough for bills and then you sit down and you pay them and there's still money left over and you're like, oh, that was fine. I don't know why I just let myself spiral for a week. That I think is kind of what it's asking you to do here is to be realistic and a little bit optimistic and look at it and be like, has this ever been an actual problem or am I making it up in my head? Um, it also asks you in this energy to release any like materialism or jealousy that you might have where you're looking at what other people have and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to have more or I want more things and really sit with it and say like in that Leo sort of Venus combo energy that I love so much, like, is it the things that I have that make me feel good? Or is it the people and the experiences and the creativity and the flow that's important to me? Because I'm so stable when you when you were just stable and neutral in your finances, at least then you feel free to do all of the fun things and you can go out and have a meal out with friends without panicking. So this is kind of an energy that we don't love to be in, but it sets us up going into Virgo season to already be in that energy. So I do feel like that's it's almost a way to help you feel expansive instead of feeling like you don't have enough. And this idea of expansion, I think is where we're headed with this energy of like, now we have just enough. Now where, how much more can I do with my creativity and with the things I'm working on? Spot on. On August 21st, get ready for some flowing motion today as the sun and Leo makes a comfortable trine with the north node. So with the nodes adjusting right to their new homes in Aries and Libra, this is one of the first energies calling us forward in new patterns of self versus group. How can you take a step forward that illuminates your heart without burning bridges or compromising entire relationships? And then on August 22nd, we have Venus, which is in retrograde still in a stressful square with Jupiter today. So these planets really want the best for us. But when they're at odds with one another, the energy leaves you feeling like the grass is greener everywhere, but under your own feet, Jupiter and Taurus won't let you hold your tongue. And Venus in retrograde has you second guessing if anyone or anything is good enough for you. Don't act in a way that you may regret later. Adding to this energy is a two-day Mars opposition of Neptune. So Mars wants action and then Neptune blurs all the lines, leaving it really hard to find the stop button. You'll risk burning out if you push things too far, but you may also feel extremely generous. So be mindful of your energy levels instead of pushing through. And I think it was so funny that you brought up the, the jealousy and things when I literally wrote the grass is greener everywhere, but (laughs) I was laughing when you were talking about that, but I think, you know, Virgo has not to jump ahead in the season, but it, it kind of is this analytical energy. And I think we'll start to already be feeling that coming in towards the end of Leo, of course, and it can leave us thinking like, oh my gosh, I, nothing I'm doing is good enough. Nothing that I um, have worked on is going to accomplish what I need it to. And so just be gentle with yourself because Venus in retrograde already has you examining and feeling into these things. So yeah, plan a little self-care and don't let the voices take over, have coffee with some friends and they can remind you that no, you're doing amazing. 
Yeah, I think that is super important. And it is so funny. I saw you laughing when I was saying that because it's it's true. The weird phrases where I'm like, I don't know what this relates to because it's not necessarily part of the card directly. But I'm like, this feels important. It always seems to be the things that you're like laughing at or you're like, oh, my God. So that was I'm glad that that was uh, resonating with the astrology as well. But I think it makes sense to have that energy. Like you said, going into Virgo season, it does feel like that creeps in at the end of August. And you start to be like, what did, what did I do with the summer? Like the summer is almost over. Did I do everything I said I was going to do? And that like does end up being a spiral that we have going into like the end of August, beginning of September. And I feel like I should put in a little caveat here to let people know that Mercury retrograde actually starts August 23rd. So this really leads right into that first day of retrograde. And what happens when a planet retrogrades, it stations direct for just a moment. There's this sort of heavenly pause where it doesn't look like it's going anywhere and it can kind of amplify that energy. So Mercury has us breaking things down, examining, and it's in Virgo. So you're going to absolutely be feeling that Virgo energy come in and while a retrograde can sometimes feel like <laughs> the sky is falling and it's going to be very happy in its home sign, right? It's home in Virgo and Gemini. It's probably going to affect those two signs in particular, if you're a Gemini or if you're a Virgo, but it's also going to affect communication, just making sure your ducks are all in a row. So if you have the feeling that you might want to check into your finances, I would do them before retrograde starts so that if anything needs adjusting, you have that time in between. That is a very good warning. I appreciate it. I feel like I'll be heeding that as well at the end of August, at the end of uh, Leo season, getting in ahead of the retrograde is always good. Yeah. And we have another retrograde coming um, in December. So yeah, they're one of those things we live with. Things get a little weird, but it also is a slowdown. You don't have to feel like you have to push your message to get it out there. I mean, if you want to, it's going to take pushing, or you can just be like, you know what? I'm going to take this little reprieve for a minute and not, not scream into the void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a little regroup at the end of summer to just sort of like review and be like, where are we? What's happening? What day is it? Exactly. Exactly. What have I been eating for the last three months? Well, I've been on <laughs> summer vacation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love well, it. Okay. So should we talk about what movies did you pick? I feel like we've talked about these before, so I'm really excited to see what you picked. I know. I'm like, I can't remember. And I purposely didn't look, I was like, we'll just see if it feels like deja vu, but I don't know. We'll see. So mine, I kind of actually went on a theme for two of them where it's not always necessarily the movie, but JLo is in two of them and she is a notorious Leo. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to lean into it because they came to mind. So if you just picture JLo and all her sparkles and her like, you know, outfits and everything, that's the energy that I was picking up on maybe more than the movie. But the first movie is Made in Manhattan. So what I like about it is that she's not overly showy. She's not putting herself out there at the beginning, but she's confident. Like she goes with it. She can present herself as the, you know, rich, you know, established person, even though she is the maid in the hotel. And this is a, you know, very, very well-to-do man. And she can present herself that way. She knows that she's beautiful. She knows she can wear these clothes. And so it's that, it's that idea that the Leo energy can be more internal. It's not always an external showy thing. Um, and that there's like a magnetism to that. And I think that was why I was really drawn to that movie. Also, I just love it. Any romance movies from like 90s, early 2000s, I'll watch it several times probably. Um, and the other one with her in it, it was with her and Leah Remini and it's called Second Act. So this one is a more recent movie. But what I love about it is that, again, it's this woman who's in more of a service position. She's not really well-to-do, but her friends are really pushing her to, like, do more. And they 
they end up giving like a fake resume to this big company that she's applying for. And she doesn't know all the things that they've put on her resume. And again, she just goes with it. So it's kind of like the same theme. It just plays out differently. It's more about her story as opposed to the romance, but it just plays out. And I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I feel like not a lot of people watch that movie. Cause I think it kind of went right to Netflix. So I really don't, this is one of the times where I actually don't want to give spoilers. Usually I'm like spoilers and I'd say them, but I'm like, I'm not going to, because I do feel like it's just like a nice, heartwarming movie but like there's so many pieces of her development that happen and I think she gained you see her gaining confidence and like embracing that version of herself more so I think that again she has this allure where people know something they can kind of tell that like something's not all there but they're like I don't know why because she looks like she should be here that sort of energy and I like that more internally led thing and also that movie has a special place in my heart because the first time I watched it was my very first my very first solo show it it was at night I was in there by myself um setting up my pieces and I was doing sculptures and it required me like moving around fabric and stuff and I watched it while I was in there by myself and so it's like a deeply ingrained memory where it's the only thing I remember watching while I was in there um so also kind of my own little spotlight of me like putting my work out there for the first time um, and then the last one is a Julia Roberts movie, because why would I not talk about Julia Roberts? I love her. And it's America's Sweetheart. And I really love that because I think it shows the two sides of Leo, because there's the sister who is the movie star and expects the, the other sister to just do everything for her and be in the background. And when the background sister starts to get the attention and people start to see her and have her be in the spotlight, the movie star sister doesn't love it and is not all about it and it's this idea of the person in the background realizing they do have a lot of power and they do have wonderful qualities and they can also be a star and so I just like that that kind of shows the axis of Leo of like the two sides of it it's like the shadow side and the light side um but yeah all of them are kind of romantic movies in a way which is my jam but I just love them that's so funny. Well, do you remember in Made in Manhattan, her friend turns in a resume that's like hopped up to get her a promotion. So I think it's funny that both of those movies had like the resume piece. That's so true. I forgot about that part. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. She's made for that part, I guess, that Leo energy. <laughs> so my first movie, I actually kind of do remember talking about last year, but um. I think it's just an important one to bring up is this feeling of what is your quest? What is your grail? And so, of course, I always reference like Monty Python and the Holy Grail or Indiana Jones questing for the grail. I think that is pure Leo energy because at any point you could keep the grail and just like (laughs) have the power, have the energy, but you keep on the path of enlightenment for the greatest good. Um, Also expressing that energy, though, I think is Devil Wears Prada, which I think Andrea actually talked about in a different episode. But in this reference, you know, Andy gets some of that power. Her inner lion starts coming out and she has kind of runs away with it for a minute and then has to reel it back in and recognize that so many other things are more important than just being the showstopper and running her life in a way that maybe will get her success, but it isn't going to bring her any fulfillment. And then the third one I picked is under the Tuscan sun. One of my all-time favorites, not only does the sun bring in such a, a wonderful vibe for Leo, but she goes into this project to prove she can do it just like, mastery over environment and really ends up having to soften into the relationships and into the experience, the fun of the project. And then the outcome is spectacular. But when she's sort of forcing it from this place of, I have to finish this because I said I would, and I'm making a new life and I'm just moving through in this aggressive way, nothing kind of goes right. (laughs) So those are my, my three. And I'm going to check out a couple of yours that I haven't watched before. So yeah. I love those. I actually, I feel like I, I used Under the Tuscan Sun for a different one. Maybe it was Leo season. I don't think it was, but I love that movie so much. I need to watch it again, like immediately. That and Must Love Dogs. I keep trying to find that somewhere. I've I mean, got it on DVD. Have, I'll mail it to you. I need, I need it. 
But yeah, I also remembered when you were talking about Monty Python and Indiana Jones, I remembered that my energy for last time was very aligned. We were surprised at how similar our movies were. The only one I can remember that I picked was the sword in the stone oh that's right that was mine last year that was on that same like quest sort of um energy so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that for Leo season yeah well we're so excited that you tune in and listen with us each month thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you in the middle of retrograde next month all the things I'm leaning into hope I'm hoping we're going to be feeling great We're going to be so inspired. You're going to be just blown away. (laughs) Thanks so much, everyone. See you next month. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can find out more about this episode and how to work with me at emilyandherstars.com or come join the incredible sacred community at thirdeyelibrary.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.